Hello everyone, I am driving and found inspiration on what to talk about as something that makes me so excited to talk about truly. But yeah, you might hear some background muffled sounds. Um, let's get into it. We are going to be talking about, or I am going to be talking about and imagining you as my audience, <laughs> talking about debt. Debt financial debt and more specifically we're going to be talking about debt as a circumstance this is truly something that has fucking revolutionized my life this this thought really because it's a thought it's a belief that debt is a circumstance so let me walk you back in time to a time when debt really i made debt mean something about me on such deep levels and every time i would open up my bank account my credit card statement i would feel that pang of anxiety and i'm sure many of you can relate i mean financial anxiety it's a big wound in our society understandably and with inflation and everything like it's it can be a real 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 trigger point for us to become emotionally activated reactive feel shitty feel anxious overwhelmed like i really i really understand the struggle and i just want to say like right off the bat that your anxiety, your financial struggles, your emotional reactivity when it comes to looking at your bank account, um, seeing the numbers dwindle or whatever your experience is when it comes to trying to hold on to money but feeling like you can't hold on to it or whatever, um, it's so valid. It's so, so valid. And I think it's so important right here to just like open this conversation with a lot of compassion and understanding about like you know financial security equals safety in this world in this human three-dimensional reality that we're living in it can really equal safety and especially for those of us who experience trauma which is really everyone big t or little t trauma um being safe feeling secure and safe is so 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 important and when we don't feel safe when we feel triggered into feeling unsafe it can really really throw us into a state of dysregulation and i just want to start this conversation by just like truly acknowledging that dysregulation the existence of that and the grief that comes with longing for more money feeling like it's hard to make money being in debt seeing those numbers feeling embarrassed and overwhelmed like i feel like emotional talking about this because it really is so real and i yeah just want to acknowledge it so back in the day um when i was really working and living paycheck to paycheck and let me just put a side note like i have grown up really privileged um yeah my family had had a lot of money growing up lived in a big house had all of my my material needs provided for um and so yeah i just want to acknowledge that as well that like i grew up privileged and starting my business you know i still had privilege um i have a 
a supportive family. Um, I have a wonderful supportive partner and yeah. So when I, you know, went off on my own and started working and, um, wasn't being, you know, supported by my parents anymore, um, I reached some pretty low points financially. I, well, I worked as an artist for a little bit, um, which didn't work out because I was too scared to market myself. Um, I was too um, shy about charging, you know, prices that would support me for my artwork. Um, I just ended up giving up, giving a lot of stuff, a lot of art away for free or for really, really low prices. And yeah, I, I just, I wasn't supporting myself. I didn't have the confidence. I didn't have the marketing understanding or yeah, really the belief that like really the underlying belief that my art was worth some something um, monetarily and that I was worth, <laughs> um, yeah, charging money for my talents and services. So anyways, worked as an artist for a little bit. Um, but, you know, during that time, I had different jobs as well. I worked at, well, I'm not going to go through my whole employment history, but I've done all kinds of caregiving jobs and um, worked at a grocery store for a while and yeah, babysat, a lot of caregiving stuff, um, was a preschool teacher for a bit and worked at an art studio, all kinds of things. And I had this history and have this history of jumping around from like job to job because I was really seeking fulfillment in my work and just had a really hard time feeling like aligned and like I found the thing that you know I could really invest my time and energy into and as someone with ADHD I will say at least I believe this is like an ADHD thing is like I have a really, really hard time showing up for jobs that I just don't feel like my heart isn't in it. Like I start to become like physically sick and nauseated and anxious showing up to jobs that I just don't feel aligned with. So <laughs> as I'm saying that, I'm like, I don't know, that feels in a way entitled, but in a way, like, I'm really just proud of myself and my body and my nervous system for, like, realizing that, like, I can't, I can't work fucking jobs that I don't resonate with, so that's fine, and that's good. So I became a nurse, um, because I was craving, well, a higher up caregiving position rather than a CNA, and, um, yeah, I, I romanticized nursing. Um, I thought it would give me a lot of things and it did financial stability, um, a job that I enjoyed and cared about. And yeah, I worked as a nurse for 
couple of years, I still have my license and I still dip in and out of per diem nursing jobs. Um, but there was a time when I was working as a nurse pretty much right out of school, maybe like almost a year out of school. Um, and I was really living paycheck to paycheck. I was making like, I don't know, $2,000 a month living in a city and just spending my money pretty much as soon as I made it. And I was in some debt. I think at the time it was like $3,000 of credit card debt. And that felt so heavy in my system because yeah, living, you know, making, I don't know, whatever it was, $24,000 a year um, and having $3,000 of debt that I just could not seem to pay off. And I had this debt for years, like through my master's degree, um, I had this debt and took out a bunch of student loans, took out almost $100,000 of student loans for my master's degree. So I was in, you know, $3,000 of personal debt, credit card debt, and then almost $100,000 of student loan debt (laughs) and making, you know, not a lot, not a lot of money, um, comparatively speaking. And just feeling like I could not pay it off. I remember feeling so fucking sad. That's like maybe the best word I can use to describe how I felt at the time. Like I felt like I felt really disillusioned. And I just thought like, I don't know. Like I felt numb. I felt like numb. I remember that. I felt numb. I felt a sense of overwhelm that just like shut me down and created that numbness where I was like, I can't even fathom a hundred thousand dollars. Like I cannot even fathom that. Um, and it really shook me to my core. I remember like a lot of weeks and months I would just be in this like crippling sense of doom (laughs) when I would like pull up my bank statements and look at my student loan debt and I was like how is this possible like how am I possibly gonna pay this off like this is crazy and yeah I was really in it and I remember my partner um we were talking about my credit card debt of $3,000, which felt very heavy to me at the time, very intense. Um, And I had about, yeah, so I was living paycheck to paycheck for the most part. But at that time, I had about, I've had about the same amount of money in my account as I did in credit card debt. I think it was like $300 over, maybe it was like $3,300. Um, in my account. I maybe had just gotten paid. Um, I had a little bit that I, that like rolled over that I saved or something. Um, So I had like a little bit of money um, and then like about the same amount of credit card debt. And my partner was like, you should just pay all of that off right now. 
Like, and I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like use all of my money, literally $3,000 that I have in my account, $3,300. And I will be left with $300. And I was like, my nervous system was like, no, I just like, I can't even do that. And I remember I like knew that he was right and I knew there was freedom on the other side of that for me in my emotional state in some way shape or form like it's like the freedom of just like having nothing like the freedom of just like and I I don't mean that like literally but that's what it felt like it felt like I'm just gonna have nothing it felt so unsafe to me to have only three hundred dollars in my account to my name all that I had was $300 and I remember crying and in that moment when we were talking about it and he suggested that I started to like grieve and in that grieving I remember it being very like cleansing and opening and it in a way alchemized like it started the process of letting go which then started the process of being able to bring more in more money in and hold more which is what I'll get into um, a little bit later in this conversation but that was such a pivotal moment for me because up until that point I was desperately holding on to my money and every month I would watch it go And every month I would try to hold on and I would try to save little bits here and there, which is, you know, how I even had like a couple thousand dollars in my account at that point. I put like a hundred here, a hundred there. I'd pull out, you know, 200. I'd like try to, you know, put five dollars in like a savings thing every week or whatever. So I felt a deep sense of grief in letting go of what I had been so desperately trying to hold on to which was a sense of safety through my finances I was making my finances mean I was safe or unsafe it was dictating my behavior I was a victim to the numbers in my bank account and I remember in that moment crying getting on my phone maybe it was like a couple hours later that I actually made the decision to do it to follow through with the suggestion that my partner had offered at first I was very resistant I kind of let it let myself be with those emotions I cried I grieved I was like fuck and then I really had kind of like an experience of an opening as well as a closing and an experience of like I don't know I feel like on some some unconscious levels at this point looking back I just like knew that like this was going to be a way to free myself from something from some experience some looping experience I was having and feel something and experience something different so I paid off the entire $3,000 and I had $300 left in my account and I I was okay (laughs) I didn't die. I was frugal with that money. 
and I made, you know, money in two weeks from my job or whatever, got my next paycheck. And it was like a cleansing and honestly healing experience um, because since that point, I feel like I've been more courageous when it comes to paying off debt. So let's talk about debt as a circumstance. The life coaching model, which is something created by Brooke Castillo of the Life Coaching School, I absolutely fucking love this model. I think it's such a clean and clear representation of reality as humans. It's one tool. There are many in coaching to pull from, but this one, this one's good. And this one's how I kind of came to this like money as a circumstance thing. So let's talk about this for a minute. In the life coaching model, we have circumstance, which we call the C line. We have thoughts, which we call the T line. We have feelings, the F line. We have actions, the A line, and we have results, the R line. Circumstances are neutral. Circumstances do not mean anything until we humans perceive them to mean something. And this has to do with literally everything. And, you know, I think of trauma because I am a trauma-informed coach and my lens through which I see the world is trauma-informed um, or trauma-aware, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Trauma is not what happened. It's how you respond to what happened. It's how your nervous system responds to what happens. It's about how your nervous system becomes activated based on the circumstance at hand. The circumstance itself, I like to think of it like this. The circumstance is the most boring, neutral version of reality you could possibly imagine. It is the thing that happened that could be proven in a court of law. So it is an objective view of reality. It is not subjective. So for example, um, if a man is standing in front of me, right? And I'm feeling uncomfortable, dysregulated, unsafe. That's my emotional experience. But if we were to go to a court of law, we would say, all right, what's the circumstance? The circumstance is a man is standing, you know, four feet in front of you. I can see that. The jurors can see that. The judge can see that, whatever. Witnesses, right? That's all that's going on in that circumstance is there's a man standing four feet in front of me. And my thoughts and my feelings about that circumstance dictate my reality, right? My reality is composed of not only the circumstance, but my thoughts and my feelings. So my knee-jerk reactions to things such as in trauma situations where, you know, I get a fight, flight, freeze, fawn reaction, my nervous system becomes activated, something feels unsafe, um, and then, you know, I take action or inaction from there. But okay, let's talk about debt. Debt is a circumstance. Debt only means something when we feel a certain way about it and think certain thoughts about it and our thoughts and our feelings dictate our actions. So when we see debt for what it is, 
debt is not quote unquote bad, wrong, embarrassing, horrible, horrifying, etc., etc., until we make it mean that it is. I just want to pause for a moment so this can like land in your system because I feel like I need a moment to just let it kind of marinate and land in my system as well. I want you to notice what would you like to think about debt and how would you like to feel about it? So noticing number one, your knee jerk reaction when you see the word debt or the circumstance is, you know, I have $300 in my Chase bank account. That is the circumstance. That can be proven. That's a boring, neutral version of reality. Other people can see that as well if you open up your Chase bank app (laughs) and show them. So I have $300 in my Chase bank account. That is the circumstance now. This is why we know our thoughts and our feelings are what dictate our realities. To one person, $300 in an account can be the fucking jackpot, can be the jackpot of their life. They've maybe never seen that much money in their account before, and they feel excited, joyful, abundant, gleeful, happy, whatever. And their thoughts are, oh my God, this is so much money. This is so great. I'm so abundant. This feels so good. Uh, What am I going to spend this on? Like just noticing all the reactions, all of the thoughts, all of the feelings when $300 feels like a lot of money. And then of course, on the flip side, if I have $300 in my Chase Bank account and you feel like that is not a lot and you're having an emotional experience of scarcity, you're going to feel fear, you're going to feel anxiety, overwhelm, you're going to question if you're going to be able to, you know, get groceries for the next couple of weeks, you're going to panic, right? And your thoughts are going to be like, that's not enough. Um, This is horrible. This is so bad. What's going to happen? I need to make money right now. How am I going to do that? You know, all of the feelings and reactions to that same circumstance. So the reason why seeing debt as a neutral circumstance is because it clears the emotional charge. And when we clear some of that emotional charge, which by the way, is not bypassing, right? Because we first want and need, just like I did at the top of this podcast, we need to recognize and acknowledge our knee-jerk reaction thoughts and feelings to what's going on in our lives. We must acknowledge ourselves and not gaslight ourselves to acting like everything's cool when it's motherfucking not. That is what gaslighting is. We don't do that here. We give ourselves full permission and space to feel what we need to feel and grieve what we need to grieve. There's so many processes that we can just feel our emotions through. Um, Yeah, so many ways to do this, whether it's with a therapist, a coach, um, you know, talking to a friend, talking things out, talking to yourself, bilateral stimulation. I mean, so many ways to do it. 
So we do not want to bypass. You want to make sure that you're feeling your feelings. You are giving yourself permission to be the victim to the circumstance and feel it and process it. And either simultaneously or after you have given yourself space to feel and grieve, whether that means screaming, crying, expressing, whatever, dancing, moving, shaking, talking it out loud, I mean, so many ways, then we want to look at debt as a circumstance. And we want to get into a place of neutrality emotionally about debt. Because from that place of neutrality comes clarity. Clarity on the action steps to take to move into a different state if that's what you want. You can also let debt be there and not feel so emotionally hyper reactive. And because the thing is, it can take a lot of time to pay off debt. And life is about the journey, so cliche, but it's so true that like, okay, say you're paying off $60,000 of debt, right? That might take 10, 20 years. I don't know. On the journey, so like the end point is the same. You pay it off, right? And imagine you're making the same payments every month. But every month you have different thoughts and feelings about those payments. In one version of reality, you feel so sad, so pissed off that you have to fucking pay these people to pay off your debt. You feel entitled to keeping that money. You're annoyed, you're mad, you're sad, um, right? And you're paying off, you know, whatever it is, $300 a month, right? In the other version of reality, you're still paying off $300 a month, but you're feeling the sense of like gratitude, like, oh my God, I made $300 and I can pay that off to my debt. And I'm one step closer to not having this debt anymore. Like, isn't that fucking amazing? It's like magic that I made that happen. That is incredible. I am moving towards what I want. I feel good about it. I am freeing myself. I am doing future me such a beautiful favor. So the same exact results can occur paying off your debt right but along the journey you actually do get to decide how you feel and what you're thinking along the way so okay let me pause for a second I'm gonna just take a breath because I've been talking for a long ass time When you see debt as a neutral circumstance and you get to decide what you think and feel about it, it frees you to actually take action from a place of empowerment instead of a place of victimhood. And it gives you a chance on the journey of your fucking life, of your life, your one one life that, that we know of, your precious life it gives you the opportunity to actually enjoy give yourself permission to enjoy your human experience find pleasure relaxation patience like debt can be such a teacher if we let it or it can be a fucking enemy it really depends on how we see it it's a circumstance you can see it however you want to i 
would love for you to practice feeling a sense of neutrality towards debt. Meaning, when you open up your bank account and you see debt in whatever form, I want you to notice the sensations you feel in your body and I want you to give yourself permission to feel those sensations without the story. Just notice how you're activated. Notice if numbness occurs, any other feelings, any other sensations, and just be with it because that's the worst in this moment that happens. You feel some discomfort from really intense to, you know, just not super intense sensation in your body. And you're just going to breathe into it. You're going to give yourself permission to open up your bank account or whatever, bank statements, whatever, and feel a sense of genuine gratitude for everything you have received, everything you will receive, and all of the debt that you are paying off and will pay off, that you have this opportunity for debt to be this true spiritual teacher for you because everything is a teacher if we want it to be. Everything, everyone, everything is a teacher if we want it to be. And I want you to give yourself permission to love and thank wherever you are whatever money you have or don't have love and think that experience because it is an experience that will grow you in some way if you let it if you let it feeling into the fact that when you look at the money in your bank account you are safe in that moment even if your body is trying to signal otherwise really practicing this sense of like it is safe to feel the sensations in my body it is safe for me to look at these numbers and not freak out it is safe for me to look at these numbers and freak out like i am safe to do whatever whatever i want whatever happens i am safe to feel whatever i feel i am so safe to just feel it give myself permission and space So, yes, I want you to practice with the coaching model. How do you want to feel when you see what you see in your bank account, in your debt situation, if you have debt? How do you want to feel? And what thoughts are you going to have to think in order to feel the things that you want to feel? And I want you to practice those thoughts like a motherfucker. (laughs) Okay, that is all I have capacity for today. Uh, Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Bye.